Hey everybody, welcome back to this week's episode of The Real Wassa's Real Estate Podcast. My name is Cody Holscher, team member here at the Solomon Group, Coldwell Banker Action. And today we're going to be talking all about well water and well water testing, um, what it means for you and what the implications are. So without further ado, let's get started. So let's say that you are buying a property that has private well water. Typically, these are going to be properties that are out in the country away from city utility services, but even sometimes you might find yourself in town with private well water. And uh, so if you are and you're getting a well water test during the home buying process or even after the home buying process, here are the important things that you need to know about what's going to come up on your well water tests. So starting with number one, these are going to be two of the first things that they're going to test for in your well water, which is going to be coliform and E. coli. So both are a type of bacterial contamination. Um, coliform is probably going to be the more common of the two. We don't see E. coli uh, very often. Coliform we do see it more often than E. coli. It's not super common necessarily, but we do see it, especially on properties that have been vacant and sitting for a while. So coliform is a type of bacterial contamination, could come from um, bugs, animal waste, some type of bacterial contamination that gets into your well. Now, as gross as this sounds, an example of this might be um, maybe your well cap wasn't on properly and you had some spiders crawl up and you have a spider infestation in your well. Sounds gross, right? But that could cause coliform bacteria to form. Um, and, and that might be just be one of the many, many ways that you end up having high amounts of coliform on your test. Um, and E. coli would be the second type of bacterial contamination. This is going to come from more direct contamination. Um, a lot of times, especially if you're out in the country, you're near farm fields, you have a lot of maybe cows or something. Um, if there's high amounts of runoff from the manure that somehow gets into your well, um, that could cause E. coli to form. Um, it could be really any type of, of waste bacteria that gets into your well could cause that. Now, important thing to know, if your well does test high for coliform and E. coli, you don't want to drink your water. And that goes with anything that we talk about today if the test results come back high. Um, some of these have short-term health implications or long-term health implications, but either way, you don't want to end up in the hospital or the doctor's office for any of these things. So definitely don't drink your water, but do listen to the steps that these items can be corrected because all of the things we talk about in today's video can be corrected for relatively affordable uh, prices and easy fixes, making your drinking water safe to consume again. Uh, so with coliform and E. coli, what is going to be the way that um, the coliform and E. coli is gotten rid of? That's going to be via bleaching your well. That's probably going to be the most common thing to do. And it is as simple as it sounds. Um, I would highly recommend, by the way, having a professional company come out and do this. But during the bleaching process, they're going to pour bleach uh, down the well run it through your system, and that's going to kill off any and all of the bacteria that might be in your well. So again, to have it professionally done is only going to cost about three to $400. I think it's well worth your time. You don't have to worry about doing it yourself. You don't have to deal with the chemicals. Somebody comes out, they do it for you. 
They've been doing it for a while, so they know how to do it and they know how to do, they know how to do it right. Highly recommend it. Um, also, one of the the common things that we see in older homes um, that do test for coliform, especially, uh, a lot of times they don't have a vermin proof well cap. Um, which back you know 30, 40 years ago, um, it was not code to have one of those. I don't even know if they existed at that point. Um, but essentially, a vermin proof well cap is a cap that uh, it properly secures and seals the top of the well so that you don't get any bugs or creepy crawly things going up in through your well cap and contaminating your water. So that's going to kind of cover coliform and E. coli. Moving on to number two, we're going to be talking about nitrates. So what are nitrates? Well, nitrates are things um, that are commonly found in fertilizers. So again, if you're out in the country, you're by a lot of farmland, right, um, where fertilizers are used, Nitrates are naturally going to seep into the ground and then are going to get into your drinking water supply. Now, the EPA has set safe limits for nitrates, and the safe limit is 10 milligrams per liter or less. So as long as you're under that 10 milligram liters per less, your drinking water is considered safe by the EPA. But if your drinking water is more than that 10 milligrams per liter, it is considered unsafe to consume. So what is going to be the easiest fix for high levels of nitrates? It's going to be some type of a water filtration system. It could be like a reverse osmosis filter. These filters can be bought. They can be rented. Um, Both have their pros and cons, buying versus renting. I'm not going to get into that. But I will say if your water does test high, you are going to want to get a water filtration system that is capable of removing nitrates in. And guys, I'm not talking about a $20 Brita filter from Target. I'm talking about a true professional water filtration system, something that's going to get rid of all the contaminants. Once that's in and your water is retested, it should be safe and it should be fine to drink. Um, And again, the good thing about this is it's a relatively easy fix. A water filtration system, having to put one of those in is not the end of the world. And now moving on to the last thing that we're going to be talking about, rather second to last thing, excuse me, is going to be arsenic. Now arsenic, the EPA also has a safe level set, which is 10 micrograms per liter. So it's a little bit of a stricter um, measurement because arsenic is more um, potent and is is really, really unsafe um, when humanly consumed. So if your test come back at 10 micrograms or more per liter, it's going to be the same thing as nitrates. You're going to want to get some type of a water filtration system put in and have your water retested and that should remove the arsenic. Um, But again, like I said earlier, a relatively simple fix for something like that and it's going to make your drinking water safe. So those are going to be the four things that they test for, mainly in your well water test. Now moving on to something else, this is kind of a new topic that um, the public doesn't have too much knowledge about yet. Um, There's been some reporting on it, which is going to be PFAS. So PFAS is a type of forever chemical. Uh, It's a man-made chemical. And the problem with PFAS is, is it does not biodegrade. 
And uh, by the way, something about PFAS too, you might hear it as PFAS, you might hear PFO. There are several or many different um, compounds of this man-made chemical. All are not good and all are something that you don't want in your drinking water. So these chemicals, they do not break down naturally and that's the problem with them. Once they are in the drinking water, uh, they're there forever. PFAS and PFOs were commonly used in manufacturing for many years. And um, once research started to come out that uh, they had adverse health effects, uh, manufacturers stopped using them and, and, uh, and started using alternative things in their products. Here's the problem, though. Because it doesn't break down, once it's in the groundwater, it is there. And so um, cities like the city of Wausau, the village of Weston, the town of Red Mountain have all um, had PFAS issues. And the city of Wausau built a new water treatment plant, which is actually removing the PFAS out of the water. Um, the village of Weston, as far as I know, they shut down the wells that had high levels of PFAS. And they plan on doing a permanent filtration system at some point in the future. So the cities are testing for them, but currently it's not part of private well testing. Um, so I would say that it's not a bad idea to see if you can get your well water tested um, at some point for PFAS and PFO chemicals. Um, that way, if it does come back high, you're aware of that. And again, like nitrates and like arsenic, there are water filtration systems that can remove um, PFAS from your water, making it safe to drink. So that's a little bit about PFAS. And let's say that you get your well water tested. It's not high on coliform. There's no E. coli. There's no nitrates. There's no arsenic. Um, I would still recommend getting some type of a water filtration system. It's never a bad idea. In fact, even if I was on public water, I would probably still get some type of a um, water treatment system. Reason being, there's so many other things that can be in your water that you don't know about. And a lot of times too, for taste, it's a relatively um, inexpensive fix for peace of mind, right? You have a water filtration system in, you know that your well water is safe to drink, it's going to taste good, and it's going to be healthy for your family to consume. So that is going to wrap up this week's episode of The Real. Thank you all for listening, and we hope you guys tune in next week.